Sheikhing it up with Sheikh Fiaz. Reflections from the Holy Quran. A'udhu billahi minash shaytanir rajeem. Bismillahir rahmanir rahim wa bihi nasta'in was salatu was salam ala sayyidina wa nabiyyina Muhammad wa ala ahli baytihi at-tayyibin at-tahirin. Verses 6 through 8 of Surah Al-Dhuha chapter 93 of the Holy Quran allow for us to enter into a new phase in terms of the insights that we gain from this blessed chapter of the Holy Quran. In it, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala states, Bismillah ar-Rahman ar-Rahim, Alam yajidika yatiman fa'awa, wa wajadaka dhalan fahada, wa wajadaka a'ilan fa'aghna. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, during the course of these verses, speaks to the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, reminding him of unique blessings that he received during the course of his life, and the fact that again, God has never forsaken him. Because when we go back toward the context of the revelation of this verse, as I have spoken about on previous episodes, it was due to the fact that revelation was postponed to the Messenger by the wisdom of God. And perhaps due to the failure of his community to fulfill their responsibilities, which is why some of our ahadith tell us that that's the reason why God did not give revelation, not because he was upset with the Prophet, but because he was upset with the larger community of those early Muslims. When you go ahead and take a look at these verses, God speaks to the blessing that he gave to the Prophet during the course of his early life. Alam fa'awa. Did we not find you an orphan and give you shelter? And did we not see you unknown to people? And we guided people to you. The name of the Prophet ﷺ was not known to individuals. They didn't know his unique station and his unique status that today millions of people, our prayers are not concluded nor accepted unless we send salutations upon Muhammad and his family. Peace and blessings be upon them. And did we not find you in need? And we made you free. The Prophet ﷺ went through financial hardship during the course of his life. And by the blessing of the wealth of Khadija, his most beloved wife, ﷺ, he was able to reach that status and be able to propagate the message without those sorts of challenges and distractions when it comes to one's financial health. And in the tradition from Imam Ali ibn Musa Rada, peace and blessings be upon him, he speaks to the depth of these verses. He states, Alam yajidka yatiman fa'awa qala fardan la mathila lak min al-makhluqeen fa'awa nasu ilayk. That when God states that he found you an orphan, doesn't mean an orphan in the physical way, but that he found you exclusive from all of his creations, unique from all of the other creations of God, and he pushed people toward knowing your value and your status. The Imam السلام, he states, that O Messenger Muhammad, peace and blessings be upon you. That when we say dal, it's often translated as someone who's misguided. He states, no. It's the fact that you were unknown to people. 
People did not know your merit and did not know your station. So God guided people to knowing who you truly are. A messenger, a prophet, Nabiul Mukhtar, a chosen one from amongst all of the other lights in the world before this one. وَوَجَدَكَ آئِلًا فَأَغْنَى To which the Imam السلام, he states, تَأُولُوا أَقْوَامًا بِالْعِلْمِ فَأَغْنَاهُمُ اللَّهُ بِكَ That by your charisma and by your guidance and by your knowledge, he found you as a custodian for them from the point of knowledge and made them free of need by you. That by your blessing, O Muhammad, peace and blessings, be upon him and his family, that we're able to unlock the secrets to the heavens and the earth, that we are guided, we have truth, and we have knowledge by the blessing of the Prophet How would we know God? How would we know ourselves? The one who knows his self knows his Lord. The Prophet teaches us how to know ourselves. And thus he teaches us how to know our Lord. So much of what the Prophet ﷺ dedicates himself toward during the course of the 23 years of propagating the message is to just offering us this sense of self-realization and guidance. And through that and through recognition of our need of God and of guidance from the Qur'an and of revelation, we're able to attain to highest of heights. And then God continues in verses number 9 and 10. فَأَمَّا الْيَتِيمَ فَلَا تَقْهَرْ وَأَمَّا السَّائِلَ فَلَا تَنْهَرْ Therefore, as for the orphan, do not oppress him. And as for the one who asks, the one who seeks, do not turn him away. Because the Prophet ﷺ was born as an orphan and went through all of the trials and tribulations during the course of his childhood, no one understands what it means to being absent or having absence from their parents like the Prophet ﷺ did. No one knows what it's like to feel isolated or abandoned in the same way that the Prophet, peace and blessings be upon him, did. And You take a look and you see the state of the world that we live in today and the course of action taken by the mercy and the justice and the compassion and the love demonstrated by the Messenger ﷺ we come and we see all of the unique lessons that we learn from the Prophet ﷺ in this regard. In a tradition, the Prophet ﷺ, he states, مَنْ مَسَهَا يَدَهُ عَلَىٰ رَأْسَ يَتِيمٌ تَرَحْهُمًا لَهُ أَعْتَاهُ اللَّهُ أَزَّ وَجَلْ بِكُلِّ شَعْرَةٍ نُورًا يَوْمَ الْقِيَامَةِ He says that the one who takes his hand and places it on the head of an orphan, in order to demonstrate mercy and compassion for him or her, that God, out of his bounty and out of his blessing, will give that man, will give that woman, for every strand of hair that he touches, light on the Day of Judgment, when we'll need it the most. In another tradition, the Prophet ﷺ takes his two fingers and puts them together and he states, I will be like this with the caretaker of the orphan on the Day of Judgment as he put again his fingers together to demonstrate proximity physically to the Messenger Thus Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala states 
فأما اليتيم فلا تقهر وأما السائل فلا تنهر And for the one who asks Today when we are walking on the streets and people open up their hands to us begging for money many times we ignore them and we make them feel invisible even though they're probably feeling that anyway We have traditions from the Prophet and his Immaculate Family, Ahlul Bayt, that talk about the need to at least make a small prayer for that man, for that woman who is begging on the side of the street. At least have a sense of desire to make a difference in their life. Or ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to remove them of their difficult situation that they are in. So much of the life of the Messenger, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, especially again during the course of his youth, as we take a look at and as demonstrated within these verses, was going through the ups and downs and the challenges financially during the course of his life. But by certain mechanisms that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala employed, we come and we see that the way that the Prophet would dedicate himself to the widows, dedicate himself to the orphans, dedicate himself toward the isolated and the marginalized within his community, we need to be a people who walk in those footsteps. When you take a look at the early stage of the prophetic mission during those early days in Mecca, the first people to become Muslims and submit toward the religion of the Prophet ﷺ were people who were poor, there were women, and there were slaves. The three most isolated and marginalized groups were the poor, the economically impoverished, women due to the society that they were living in. We see the same sort of manifestations of that today. And thirdly, slaves. Why were they the first individuals to come towards submitting to the religion of Islam by stating, Ashhadu an la ilaha illallah, wahdahu la sharika lah, wa ashhadu anna Muhammadan abduhu wa rasoolah? It's because they saw a sense of truth with the Messenger, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Usually a politician, an individual who is vying for power, or vying for some sense of financial well-being for his or herself, they don't actually go into the trenches and support the most marginalized and isolated within their communities. They do for photo ops. They do to post it on their social media pages or on their websites. But in reality, these individuals, they saw real care from the Prophet ﷺ. And if we are a people who are striving to mirror our lives and emulate the life of the greatest of God's creations, Rasulullah Muhammad wasallam. then we need to go back and check ourselves and see if we're doing the same for the most isolated and marginalized within our communities. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for tawfiq to do just that. Walhamdulillah rabbil alameen. Wa sallallahu ala muhammadin wa alihi al-tahirin. Follow Sheikh Fayaz on Twitter and Instagram at Fayaz Jaffer and look out for him on Facebook.